This show was brought to you by the Do You Believe Podcast Network. Visit www.doyoubelievepodcast.com for links to all episodes and social media platforms. If you have a request, email us at request.doyoubelievepodcast.com. Welcome to the DYB Show. Uh, Dylan's here. Dylan, say hi. Hello. Hello. Met Hello. And uh, uh. Aaron <laughs> Aaron will be here halfway through the show. He had to work, so he'll be in here to weigh in on stuff. In the meantime, you're stuck with us. But I had to work, and I was here on time. Yeah, yeah see, no excuses. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't know. We got lots of stuff we could potentially talk about. I think You sent out now, a very good list of topics today. I, I did, yes. It's not as yeah. good as the first list for the... It was like our second episode. I sent you like the first five things that popped in my mind. <laughs> yeah. One of them was like, yeah. did Wendy stop putting mustard on their burgers? That was a, you know, a hot topic. But Oh, yeah. I had to bail on that one. I never did talk about that. I think everywhere stopped putting mustard on their burgers. And good for them because mustard sucks. And... You just no. All right, so that's the show, guys. We're gonna end it on that. I can't talk to Dylan anymore. He hates mustard. Wait, do you just like totally hate mustard? I hate yellow mustard. Is okay. Dijon mustard is the spicy mustard, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, and I like um, what is the other one? Um, honey mustard, I think is probably it's pretty good. Okay, so um, like but like straight up yellow mustard, I think is one of the most disgusting things on the planet. <laughs> And it's the only thing that if you put it on, like when I get, when I get my burgers, most of the time, if I, especially if I'm at a nicer place, I will get a burger just as it comes. I will always ask for them to take the pickles and the mustard off. I don't really like pickles that much. Um, and I, I also don't think they fit in a burger. I think they overpower a burger. Yeah. So I usually the take thing. them off a yeah. burger. Exactly. But if you put if you put yellow mustard on my burger, I'll send it back. That's the only <laughs> thing that will make me send it back. You could bring out a fried boot like that episode of SpongeBob, and I would still be like, I guess I'll probably just choke it down. I don't want to send it back. But if you put mustard on that fried boot, I'll send it back. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the opposite. I fucking love mustard. Sorry. <laughs> really? And it's I always ask for extra mustard at McDonald's. And I, I swear they just don't believe me. They're like, this guy's not real. Just put a little. Yeah, this there. guy's not right. He's and there's always, got a... <laughs> there's so much damn ketchup on it. Doesn't even matter. So yeah, I like ketchup a lot. Those this is do. the one exception to the rule. Um, in Lexington, Kentucky, there's a well hidden gym called TD's Lounge, where this guy who's like a blues legend plays every Monday night. And every Monday night they place. have catfish. They have a catfish fry there. And on that catfish, they put special hot sauce and mustard, mm-hmm. yellow mustard, and they mix it together, and they put that on there, and it's delicious. Yeah, you it's just the only place that I like it. You got to be a, you got to be very, very cautious with mustard if you're going to use it. You can screw <laughs> things up real quick. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've never, I've heard of that place, and I never went. So, would you recommend? TD's is one of my favorite places to go in Lexington. Yeah. You have to pay. You have to pay one dollar to get in. If you like blues music, and you do, I mean, oh, I do. <laughs> you would. You and Matt should go one time. I don't. I wouldn't take Carrie and Mandy. Yeah. 
because it's like it it's a because it's a club you have to pay one dollar to get in yeah you can smoke inside mm-hmm. and so it's like kind of smoky and gross yeah i got <laughs> but uh as far as like a good time it it's one of my favorite things to do all right matt we're gonna go yeah next time we get a chance yeah so... monday nights are the nights that td plays all right yeah so yeah. there, there we opened it up. We've we've cut we've cut the mustard. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So now you made it easy to segue into McDonald's topic, courtesy of Matt. But seriously, there's so much you can talk about at McDonald's, and you don't even realize it. Just watch, and you'll see. Um, yeah. Here we go. Like, Do you like McDonald's? For, to me, it's the okay Taco Bell, kind of my favorite place in terms of burgers, though McDonald's all the way. Really? You don't like a Wendy's burger over McDonald's? I used to love Wendy's, and they changed their burger, and it tastes like shit to me now. Really? I see. I, I still like a, I like a Wendy's burger a lot. Like, now I've tried to, like, bring back the magic by adding salt to it. Like, like I think that's what they did, is they just don't put as much salt as they used to in the beef. So I just add to it, and it kind of brings back some of the magic, but... Eh. <laughs> the magic <laughs> i used to drive like 15 minutes from my house in high school to get a wendy's burger that's how much i liked it because there are no, no wendy's nearby but yeah right actually before we discussed this slightly with brooke and john when they were on um but i always forget about hardy's but they've probably got the best fast food burger but now mcdonald's no, uh, all no. around no he says no i'm gonna fight you on that yeah like and I'm not, that's not me trying to say that Hardee's is bad, but I think Culver's okay. has them beat. Oh, yeah. Okay. I Culver's, and Culver's is like kind of right there on the edge of being fast food. Right, yeah. Because it's it's not technically fast food because all your stuff is made to order. It's like not waiting to be picked up. Yeah. Okay. So I guess all technically right. that's not fast food, but it is food that you get fast um, and it's delicious. It's true. You could just say they have um, a drive through so fast food. Yeah, you can get their food from a drive-thru, and it's very good. Their fries are always way too hot, if you ask me. I know that's a weird okay. complaint. <laughs> but, like, they're too fresh, and they burn my mouth. Um, my opinion on McDonald's, McDonald's breakfast gets an A-plus from me. Oh, yes. Um, and there's, like, a lot of history between me and McDonald's breakfast, um, and it's all good. All of the history is good. Now, for lunch, it kind of comes and goes with me. Like, I've got like three different things that I'll get. I'll, I'll either get like double cheeseburgers, not McDoubles, double cheeseburgers, um, fries, and like fries and a Coke. Or I'll get a quarter pounder, fries and a Coke. Or I'll get chicken nuggets. And I'll get that exact same thing for like a week. Like every day I'll go get it. <laughs> and then I won't eat there for two months. Oh, dang. I remember you were hardcore about that when you were here. And you actually turned me on to the McDonald's uh, hotcakes I had never had before. And, that, uh, I forgot. I, for, I was oh, just man. telling somebody the other day that I had a friend that had never eaten the hotcakes. <gasps> and they're very good. Oh, yes. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that. I mean. Yeah. No, their, their, breakfast, their breakfast is the best thing that they do. Breakfast on point. Yep. Uh, I had one other. I had another comment to make on. Oh, I remember now. McDonald's is Coke, 
their fountain beverages, best in the game. Yeah, it's so weird too because somebody said no, no, but McDonald's Coke is the best. I'm like, it's all the same, you know. You just nope. You go, like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> and it is true, confirmed. I don't know what it is. I feel like they have a higher syrup to a higher syrup ratio in their mix. But it's, I, I think they just have the mix between soda and syrup right. Everybody else has it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody else has just got it just a little bit wrong. That's true. Um, like I, I go to Taco Bell and that Mountain Dew is just not quite right. And even the Baja Blast, no, that's not right either. It's just slightly off. <laughs> it's weird to me that they messed that up. That's kind of their claim to fame. Yeah. You you know my opinion on Taco Bell. You and I have had so many bad Taco Bell experiences together. <laughs> the one in this town is so bad. Actually, they're yeah. all bad. Holy shit! I'm trying to think if there's any good ones. They always I, I, they don't have enough people and they take forever and nobody knows how to. And everybody looks like it's their first day when you go in there. Yeah, and it probably is because like I don't know why you would want to like why you would want to stay working there. It seems like a terrible place to work. You worked there. I worked there. It wasn't, well, where I worked, it wasn't that bad, but I had people that were, they weren't bums. Like we got shit out the window. That's it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. It's, if you get a good crew on your line, you know, it it was, it was, time went quick at Taco Bell. That's why I liked it. I also worked at Subway, and we spent, like, hours just standing around. We had nothing to do. Maybe a customer would come in every 30 minutes or so. So Mm. boring. But Taco Bell, it's like, go, 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 especially... We were kind of close to a college, so you get, you know, drunk college kids coming in at night, ordering, like, 50 things off the menu. So, time went quick. Uh, Yeah. uh, But enough about Taco Bell. (laughs) Okay, now you... Closing thoughts. I, I was a drunk college kid at a Taco Bell one time, and <laughs> they took so long that I just went home. Like, my drunk brain even was like, this is too much. This is taking way too long for what this is, and so I left. <laughs> the only problem with that is when you drink, you, you're you like, one of my biggest things when I drink is that I lose track of how much time is passing. Like. I'm either sitting there what I feel like five minutes and I'm two hours have gone by <laughs> or, and much more common this, I'm like, I have been here for forever. And it's been like 15 seconds. Like if I order a pizza while I'm drunk <laughs> and they tell me 20 minutes, it seems like it's days before they get there. <laughs> either way, I left that Taco Bell. I wonder who got my order. I had already paid for it too. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Taco Bell, thumbs down for me. I know you really like it. Um, yeah. It, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about Taco Bell. This is. Well, I'm taking away from McDonald's here. Okay, McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Has had maybe this is a point of argument. They had the best toys in the world. Now I don't know if this was just me as a kid thinking it was cool as shit, and now it's the same stuff. I just think it's dumb. Or have they actually gotten worse? You know, they're just not, they don't seem as cool to me anymore. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of what some of the big ones were. Like they would have like Hot uh, Wheels stuff. They had a lot of like collectible stuff and like for movies. I, I feel like they still kind of do that, but I don't know. They had like 
Star Wars. Yeah, it was stories. always movie related. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of ones that I liked between the two. I had some like, Transformer ones with us back in the day. Those were cool, and they were well made. That's what I remember Transformers, and I remember there being. Uh, what was the. Um, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. I couldn't yeah. think of the name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked. Uh, I and the thing was, is it wasn't like, if I remember correctly, they weren't like cheap. Um, no. Like cheapo Hot Wheels either. They were like the real deal. Yeah. Maybe okay. I just had a thought. You know, kids these days. I feel like I'm getting old, but they're not into toys anymore. They're just into their iPad. I feel like maybe that's contributing to it. Yeah. They're saying, yeah. nobody wants these. Who cares? Just put some trash in there for, like, the two or three-year-olds will like it. You know, maybe that's yeah. it. Because, you know, they also, they don't put toys in cereal boxes anymore. That's disappointing. That used to be, I don't know, the coolest thing when I was a kid, to dig through those Fruit Loops to get that color-changing oh, spoon. Yeah. But I guess if, I just realized they don't do that anymore. <laughs> I assume... Now, people don't people don't really play with toys, do they? Is are toys still a thing? Is there still a toy section? There is, and I don't know. See, Matt's kids have tons of toys, and they play with them. They all do, the time. but I think Matt and Mandy are raising they're, their children. I think they're right? doing it right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Matt and Mandy basically have the only two. I guess Rory. How old is Rory? He's like five, right? Six. Five or six. Yeah, so he's not he's not a toddler. Toddler Killian's a toddler, right? Or is he yeah. older than a toddler? I don't really know what a toddler is. I don't know what the cutoff is. I talked to Carrie about this, uh, but I forgot. <laughs> okay, they have the only two small children, and I haven't met their newest baby, but they have the only two small children that I've ever really ever liked. Like, <laughs> sorry for anybody that listens to this that I've met your kids. I probably didn't care for them that much, but Matt and Mandy's kids are cool to hang out with. They are, man. I played like, um, like it was just like Battle Royale with like Wolverine and Luke Skywalker and uh, some Lego guy. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah, I like. Yeah, they got they're, to play they're very toys. imaginative children. <laughs> they are. So and you know you don't see that anymore. <sighs> Kids these days. Now that's what I'm saying. Do you remember the McDonald's cookies that came in a little box? The ones I remember were shaped like the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those they were had, so You know, there were like ones with like Hamburglar and stuff yeah. on it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Those were great. And then Matt Matt pointed out they also had ones that were just chocolate chip cookies. Looked like cookie crisp cookies. I don't remember those, but uh, he did, so he liked those. Yeah, I don't uh, think I remember those. I don't. But I definitely remember the ones you're talking about. I also remember when McDonald's used to give out plates. Uh they Ooh. would also give out let's yeah. see they had they had plates that they gave out there was movies i had two movies yeah that were Mc, mcdonald's movies yeah. i can't remember the plot of either of them <laughs> but they were both with about the mcdonald's characters did they have collectible cups like glasses i feel like yeah i feel like they did and i think we might have some at home <laughs> it was that and the plates i think matt and mandy have some of the plates because uh-huh. I, I feel like i've eaten off of them at their house <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about those, too. They just do cool shit, man. Yeah. I don't remember anybody else doing that. Was it you that I was at the uh, McDonald's in Versailles with when Ronald McDonald came in, or was that Matt? <laughs> he knows me. 
That was you. That was yeah. you, wasn't it? I, I just couldn't believe, like, that guy walked in like he owned the place. And, I mean, I guess technically. But, like, they – nobody seemed alarmed that he just walked in and just started talking with people. And I so regret not getting a picture with him. Yeah. You were going to chase him out the door. Yeah, I was. I was. I, was gonna, I wanted one real bad. And I think if the reason – if I'm remembering correctly, the reason I wanted one real bad – was because I wanted to talk about it. We were about to go play a show, if I remember correctly. Weren't <laughs> that was when Bohemian Groove was together? Oh yeah, I think it was. It was that or the reside thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> you guys are never gonna believe this. No, they're not gonna believe it. People don't. He doesn't do stuff anymore, man. Ronald McDonald is out the door. Yeah, like. He's like this Santa it Claus thing now. has been bad publicity. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. But yeah, so. I'm trying to think of any other. You know, I just I like going in there. I like their fries a lot compared to other places. Uh, yeah, but they really get they can get real nasty if they get cold. <laughs> yeah, they don't hold up. But yeah, you're right there. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there a way to do fast food that isn't on like a chain level? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you got like, at least I've seen a couple just random people that buy food trucks and just go park random places. You kind of got that. But in terms of like, like just buying a building and opening your own fast food place, no. Hmm. And I blame the big businesses. Yeah, well, we can uh, we can go back to my my thoughts on big business if you want. But uh, <laughs> they, um, I just don't know if like infrastructure wise you could do it with like at, at a one time because like that's the thing about McDonald's and stuff is they're able to they have these big menus that are designed to just go out the door. Right. Yeah. And they, so <laughs> they've got everything like standardized and they've got a, like a insanely efficient supply chain management system going on too. So, uh, yeah, I, but I'm just thinking about like, you don't ever see like mom and pop fast food. Do you? Nope. It's always like sit down. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even like the like there's places that aren't like 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 you said like a sit down restaurant I guess, but it's still not you know drive through window. Yeah. Oh. Sorry to hear that Gatlin gun firing. <laughs> I was gonna. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. Ugh, I forgot. But yeah. I wish we'd see more of that. Didn't did McDonald's start out like that? You're breaking up on me, Lee. What'd you say? Did McDonald's start out that way? Was it was it a sit down restaurant or has it was it always like fast food? I think it was always like uh like a Sonic type. It was like a drive up type gotcha. place, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then it was bought by Ray Kroc. Originally it was it was a mom and pop burger place that was like a drive up. I guess you do still have drive ins that are. Yeah. I mean, technically. 
I don't know. All right. So, I, I haven't had McDonald's in a while. Uh, I'm on an off schedule right now on McDonald's. I have it once in a while. Carrie likes it a lot, so sometimes I'll get stuff too. Actually, yeah, I had a double quarter pounder with cheese a couple of days ago, so still good. What is your uh, what's your go to order? Double quarter pounder with cheese meal, and they always give me a regular quarter pounder. I don't know why. It's frustrating. Actually, I've yeah. started. I've started just saying the number instead. That way, they can't possibly mess that up. Yeah, that's the best thing that you can do. I definitely do that places where I'm like, I'm just gonna do whatever's easiest, you know. Yeah. Um, if, if it means I need to just tell you what I'm ordering, like on on a level that is uh, simply is okay, I can just tell you a number. Yeah. That's why yeah. I always feel like I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to end up getting screwed one of these days when I ask for like no pickle. Like I feel like I'm giving people too complicated of instructions <laughs> when I say no pickle. Uh, Am I wrong? Probably. No, you're not wrong at all, man. You probably get extra pickles. It's just, that's you roll the dice and I always try to tell Carrie that it's like, there is a 50% chance your order will be wrong. Mm-hmm. But so go eat at a place where if that happens, you'll eat it anyway. <laughs> yeah, some place where it's like, oh, man, I definitely check. the Like, if I if I go through the drive-thru, I'm checking. I'm not going to just, uh, I'm not letting my food be bad. Yeah. If I'm going to eat McDonald's, it's going to be bad. I want it to be the bad thing that I wanted. <laughs> right? Um, for me, like, driving through... I don't know. As long as I didn't pay for more than what I got, I don't care. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Fast food, it's all the same to me. Like, I don't know. There's no place where I'm like, oh yeah, I love this, but I hate that on the menu. Mm. Oh, oh, no, wait. I take it back. <laughs> there was one time I went to Wendy's, and I I said I'll take the the triple cheeseburger meal or whatever. And I got mm-hmm. a, a spicy chicken sandwich. That was disappointing. But uh, their spicy chicken's good. Don't they not make that anymore? It, it was it's fine, a delicacy. but that's not what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Have, but normally, in that case, I probably would have been like, "No, I wanted this," but they had already screwed up. I think I was eating with my mom, and she's like, "I want the a large chili," and they're like, "Oh, like the really big one, which is like this family sized bucket." And my mom was like, yeah, yeah. And then they rung it up. I'm like, are you sure that's what you want? Which one's the large? And then she held up the bucket. We're like, oh, no, not that. So then we're like, okay, this one. We're like, okay, yes. And then they gave her a small. <laughs> I'm just See, saying, they okay. were just all kind of confused. <laughs> I'm not. I'm done. I'll eat the spicy chicken sandwich. I don't want to end up <laughs> getting a fish sandwich. But yeah. So McDonald's, they got their, they got their shit together. They always move quick, too. They are they are usually pretty fast. Occasionally, you'll get a stinker where it's like, I don't know if it's like if you catch them right at shift change. Yeah, that makes it harder. Like or like, uh. Burger King. I'm always waiting. Taco Bell always waiting. Bojangles always waiting. Actually, KFC is pretty quick. I, I never get Bojangles, <laughs> or not, but not Bojangles. 
Uh, burger cake. Sorry, you got you distracted me with Mojangles, man. That's my that's my shit. Yeah, it's um, not so good here anymore. Um, it used to be hot, fresh, line out the door every day. Now it's nobody's in there, and it's cold food. So yeah, I think it's just Versailles it has issues here. Everybody in Versailles will eventually. They'll always trend back to that McDonald's, given the Dude, opportunity. It's the place to be, man. Mm-hmm. Especially that's the power of McDonald's. Wednesdays is like senior day in there. Yeah, get in there, watch Prices Right. Yeah. I want to be the one a part of the old men's table <laughs> that uh, is at every McDonald's in the nation. Someday, man, you'll get there. I, I would like to think I'm still going to be like, no, I want to support a local business. <laughs> At that age, but like also, I, I just want to be with all of my old old man friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but that's uh, that's all I got for McDonald's here. See, that was like that was like a twenty minute topic there. So thanks. for I'm that, telling man. you, you can get a lot out of a McDonald's, man. <laughs> so, People have for years. Um, earlier we picked up some noise from Dylan's mic. Uh, what are you doing right now, Dylan? Seems like I'm you're still, distracted. Still playing Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> I haven't stopped since the last time you talked to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I've i stopped and went to work, but then I came back and played Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> and it's still good. All right. So, well, man. Everyone I, needs to I don't to have, get in. like, it's one of those games, it's almost like a book. Like, I'm afraid to keep, I don't, I don't want to, like, read it too fast. I yeah. want I want it to you know, keep, I want it to stay. I don't want to get through the story too fast, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to do lots of stuff, but now I'm trying to like, a little bit of me is trying to get through the story just a bit. Cause I was taking, um, it's kind of starting to take forever. I was like, I'm not accomplishing anything. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, all right, well, I'll have to get it. Uh, is there any, okay. Do you have any complaints? Nope. I have zero complaints. Zero in this video complaints. Game. All right, so they they got it. My brother has some complaints, and Drew's a more free complainer than I am. Yeah. But uh, a person such as I, who is pretty uh, easy to get along with, uh, this game has done stuff that no game hath done before. Basically. Do you, do you feel like you're part of the world? I think that's the key. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a button for me to drink my coffee in the morning. <laughs> That's, um, it's hard for games to do that, but when they do, like you have to feel like you're in it and you got to feel like you're your character and it's so hard. To, maybe it's not so hard to do. Maybe companies are just lazy, but when Only somebody... Rockstar can do it, man, if you ask me. Hmm. Rockstar's the only company that consistently does it. What what games do they have outside of Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto? Or are those just the main ones? Those are the main ones. Rockstar had Bully. I don't know if you remember oh, that yeah. game. I never played it. I heard about it, though. Hmm. Uh, very good. You can get it on the computer. Um, and I would recommend it. Um, sometimes my computer copy of it doesn't want to work real well most of the time. Uh, um so that's aggravating so it's not it's not like a super good port yeah but uh other than that still good man 
right. but they have that. Rockstar's got other games, but man, I'm really drawing a blank right now on what they are. I think they did Midnight Club, didn't they? Was that Rockstar? Is that a racing game? Yeah, that's the, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, racing game, definitely. But it was like, I think a little bit more about the, um, God, it had a lot of car customization to it. It was like street racing. Yeah. It's like a, a race RPG type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a race RPG with stories. Um, that's cool. But, I mean, this goes and we do we talk about video gaming way too much but rockstar doesn't put out a game every single year yeah think about yeah. the companies that always put out good games bethesda always puts out a good game they don't put one out every you know yeah they put it out when it's done like they put it out when it's done so yeah there was a what is it uh, uh, uh la noir i never played that but i heard good things yeah that's rockstar that's a good game um, it, ju- it got a remaster on the Switch. It was so good. It's a game that came out in like 2010. Yeah. People love that game. I, I, Rockstar is very good at creating worlds, and they they tell good stories. Yeah. This one so far, the narrative is very compelling. The characters are believable. It's fun. Like the gameplay mechanics are really good. Uh, my only problem with Rockstar games is like. This is this was my complaint in Grand Theft Auto Five too. Is like they, they spend the whole game like teaching you new things, and then the game is over. There never feels like there's like a middle of the story. Oh, is yeah. my only complaint. Yeah, you can't just enjoy being like now. I know how to do this. I'm gonna go try this out for a bit. Yeah, I got. You. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's always it's all rising action and constantly showing you new things that you can do. Yeah. And then the game ends. Like once you've got it all, once you've figured everything out, the game's over. Gotcha. Huh. And so if you're a person like me who likes to, I like to pace myself on like side missions and stuff like that. I don't, I don't just only yeah. do the main story mm-hmm. and I don't just only do the um, side quests. When I get to the end of the game, basically both of them are done. Yeah. Uh, the and so there's do. nothing for me to do. Gotcha. But hey, it's a it's a more fun journey, you know, because if you just blow through the story, then you go back and do the side quests. They're easy and it's not fun. So it's just mm-hmm. it feels like a chore at that point. But if you do it when you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I think you made a good point when you said it, it feels like a, a chore. Yeah. Like you just run from place to place doing side missions. It's basically a run to this checkpoint, do these uh, few things and run to the next checkpoint. Yeah, Whereas this game, I don't feel like lends itself to being played that way. It's, it's very much like it wants you to, it wants you to, and gives you plenty of opportunity to slow down in the world and like actually kind of feel like somebody who's living in 1899. Yeah. And it doesn't punish you for doing that. Um, did you play that Kingdom Come game, Kingdom Come Deliverance or whatever? I did not. It was supposed to be like a fully open-ended RPG set in, I think it was medieval, I guess. Later medieval period. Um, I'm sure Bobby bought it. Bobby probably did buy it. It was on the <laughs> Xbox, so he he would have ex- access to it. Um, but it supposedly was a game that had a story, but that didn't require you to take part in it. Yeah. It was basically just an open-ended single-player RPG. 
Um, and I mean, it's popular. I, I don't know how much replayability it has, but like you can just pretty much do whatever you want. And though the, apparently the world goes on without you. Like if you take a quest and you don't go do it, like time will pass and you won't be able to do it. Well, that's cool. I might, I'm going to write that one down just to check it out. Yeah, I, I still haven't bought it. I, I think I keep waiting for it to be on sale. Yeah, because it, it, apparently it does have some bugs. It's like its biggest thing, yeah. um, and it's fifty bucks, and I don't want to pay fifty dollars for a un, like a buggy game. I mean, is it buggy like you know Bethesda buggy, where it's just it's so freaking huge, it would be impossible to test out all the crap. <laughs> I think they have that problem a little bit. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Um, Sometimes Bethesda's bugs are hilarious to oh, me, yeah, though. They're amazing. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same without them. <laughs> this game has got some too. I haven't personally experienced them, but I've seen them on Reddit. Um, bugs from Red Dead Redemption, and like people getting bucked off their horse, and just like it goes zero gravity and it shoots them up into the sky. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. <laughs> so I'll probably get Red Dead that, Redemption still uh, good. Uh, I might have to. Uh, we'll see. Maybe around like Thanksgiving break or something, I'll get it when I'll have time to play it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So Aaron should be here about fifteen minutes or so, so we can. Uh, this is working out perfect. I timed it exactly. Um, influential people. We wanted to just. This is a middle of the road. Somewhat serious. Somewhat not. But like you know, Dylan. Who are some people that? have made you who you are today um do you want like something other than uh the kind of typical um you can start with typical and then if there's any like just you know oddball ones throw them in there too like maybe they just influence a particular part or something but right just curious i i think um for me, my granddad was probably the biggest like personal influence, like a person I actually knew yeah. that influenced me. Um, and then, let's see, were we going to talk about teachers later on? I don't want to. Yeah. Or was that in, that was in this, or did you have another separate? That's a separate one because it? it's like best worst teachers you've had. Um, okay. Well, I've had. I'll talk about them later. But I had a couple of teachers that were very. Um, also, you know, very like I would have been a different per- person if it hadn't been for uh, for them. Um, so like for like the teacher well, even for and your grandfather, too, is it just more like, a, you know, outlook on life that you got from them? Was it like you learned how to be responsible? Was it they encouraged you? Like what type of influence was it? Um, for my granddad, it was like a, it was like an overall influence. Like it was a person that I wish, like, I wish I could be him just through and through. Like he, he definitely had his faults, but he never let them show. Like he was one, he was just a, he was just a good dude. Um, so that makes him, it's almost like talking about like Superman's like, man, he had no faults that I ever saw. So obviously I take him as a role model. This is my granddad. But uh, I think the more fun one is, um, and I said this a little bit before we were recording, is uh, I've always looked at, like, Teddy Roosevelt is like a hero of mine. 
uh, always has been. You've known this. I've talked about him with you before. I mean, um, I, I just think he had such a um, he just had a lust for life yeah. that a lot of time. Like I really wish that I had. Like I wish that I instead of worrying about hunting deer in this video game. <laughs> I was like actually out hunting deer if that was something I really liked to do. Like I used to hunt when I was a kid. I don't really care for it now. But like if it was, I uh, like I would want to be out doing it or like just anything that I cared about doing, like actually going out and doing it instead of wasting my days away. That was like always the biggest influence on on me was was like TR. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's he's the man. Uh, so that that's like kind of the biggest like person I never met, but a person from history that really influenced me. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's reading important. his autobiography, just kind of trying to get in on his mindset was, was something I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like it was harder for me to pick out these because I feel like I've just gotten bits and pieces from so many places that – I can't tie to people now for me like the main things are so kind of like with your grandfather mine is my dad and you actually know him though but like I know your dad your dad was my boss <laughs> he's uh who he's, I, he's what I want to be when I and I think I'm on the right track but you know that's it I don't know just growing up seeing how he you know he was always working on stuff and got stuff done mm-hmm. and he just seemed genuinely nice he wasn't a douche or anything so i'm like you know this guy he's pretty cool i i could i could be him so and, yeah um, and then i need to get your dad some train paraphernalia you do man anything anything and everything mm-hmm. so i'll see what i can do send it his way <laughs> um and then the only other one that really sticks out to me and this ties to like like my faith and stuff was one of the um, he helped out with the youth a bit when I was in early high school and he was like a, it's called a vicar and it's kind of like a, a pastor in training essentially and mm-hmm. he was there for a couple of years or whatever and he would help us out with stuff but he was like the first one that like really s- sat us down and like let's read through the bible here and let's talk about it and there's no shame in asking questions and having concerns and that kind of thing he was the first one to be like that to kind of look at it also with like a a logical perspective most people is just like teaching you the stereotypical stories blah 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 nothing real interesting there until you know he came and i was like okay this is all right so in terms of faith there he was the strongest influence there Um, Mm -hmm. and then like for just my outlook on life I don't know really where it came from again I think that's tied to just everything that I've read um, over the years it's just kind of come together into whatever I whatever I believe now I don't even know what it is but um, I think a lot of like teachers that I can remember just had good bits of knowledge and the outlooks on mm-hmm. life that just kind of all together came together and made what it is. So um, those are, that's what I've got. So my, uh, I've got kind of a new one that I've been adding to the list and it makes sense now that you're reading um, 
whom the bell tolls is Ernest Hemingway's life was a very interesting one. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been powering through his books here lately. Um, <laughs> Like he he's a person that like and I guess on a creative level I'm very inspired by him. Like his writing like resonates to me. How how he writes and like it makes me want to do creative things. Like yeah. I, I like not even necessarily like copy him, but like he just, he like he wrote about such kind of average ordinary stuff and made it interesting that my thought is is like well then I should just write about you know stuff that I see during the day and if everybody if anybody sees it that's fine and if they don't see it it's still fun to do yeah. um so he he's definitely been a big influence on me here lately as well he does like I've I don't think I've read any of his other stuff. I've probably read bits and pieces in school or something. Yeah, I'm sure but, you read The Old Man in the Sea in school. I think pretty much everywhere in America people do that. I did not. You need to read that. That's only like a 70-page book. All right. Um, I'll probably Because he has a good way of like... Like the people in the book and for whom the bell tells us that I'm reading now, it's like they, they're normal people. Yeah, in an interesting in a a, per, a predicament really, um, and it just does a good way of making. I feel I feel for all the characters. Yeah, it's weird. It's just I don't know. I like and it's not difficult to read either. You know, some, no, some no, writers kind of be fancy and stuff use big words, but like this feels more real. He uh, he is very much. I think the antithesis to um, I read um, Look Homeward Angel, which is by uh, Thomas Wolfe, I think is that guy's name. Mm-hmm. He was a contemporary of F. Scott Fitzgerald and Ernest, him and Ernest Hemingway were friends and yeah. stuff like that. But his books are very like flowy and they just go on forever describing everything. Whereas <laughs> Ernest Hemingway is really just gives you like, like the, um, if I remember correct, this is, trying to remember from 10th grade English. He had some type of writing style. I think they call it like the iceberg theory or something like that, where it's like Ernest Hemingway only gives you just a little bit of the story, but it's all, he does it so well. He gives you the little bit so well that it's all you need to like piece together the rest of it. And you piecing that together. um, And this is, I guess, advice to somebody who wants to start reading it is you have to be a little bit okay with not understanding what's going on for a second. He will make it clear later in the book. Yeah. Um, but like, it kind of almost feels like you're a part of the story as well. Like somebody is telling you the story and you're figuring it out. You're not reading a book, you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good point because reading words on a page is not that interesting. It's the, it's the imaginative part that you do. And the mm-hmm. more that you're forced to do it, I, I think it can it it'll attach you to the story more. And that that's why I say like if you read a book and then you go watch the movie, you're gonna hate the movie because you've if it was good, yeah. you've imagined it your way, and it's amazing in your mind. Then somebody presents their interpretation of it, and you're just like, eh. <laughs> I don't like it. What is the there's there's a quote? It's like. Um... A book is um, a book is a theater in the mind, 
Yeah. Uh, and a TV is the theater of the mindless. I think is the, <laughs> I think is the quote. It's something like that, or it's it's, it's that, but more eloquent. That's, yeah, that's true. People and, listening, take that, listen to that, because like that, I've taken time, like the second half of this year, I've read, you know, I've just been reading non- nonstop, and it's mm-hmm. so much more. Like I don't, it's just. Uh. That's I think that's the like. I think it's the only really like solid advice that you can apply to every single person, like. Even if you just take 10 minutes before you go to bed, 10 minutes is not a long time. You're going to spend 10 minutes looking through your Instagram anyway. Just do both. Like, go read read 10 minutes of a book. Make yourself read 10 minutes of it. I don't care if you're like, if, you're, if your eyes get tired or whatever, that's all the better because you're about to go to bed anyway. Yeah, and they say it's better for you anyway to read right before bed than watch TV. You'll sleep better. So, oh, yeah. Just the, do it. Like, what is it? The blue light or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the. Um, now, this Definitely is do it. an interesting thing that I've noticed since I've been reading more, and it could just be me, but, like, I dream a whole lot more and a whole lot more vivid when I've been reading. Like, when okay. you're forced to be imaginative, you have more to be imaginative about when you're dreaming. If you're just staring at a TV all day, just being just with garbage, you know, you just, your dreams aren't going to be that interesting. I don't know oh, if exactly. it's tied to that, but, like... I've noticed that for me. Mm-hmm. So there's benefits yeah, to reading people. Uh, especially if you're a dreamer already. Now I, I am a big dreamer. I, I have always have been. Um, and so I, I don't notice that as much. Uh, I don't think, but uh, I think that that's a very interesting kind of concept, you know, like yeah. it opens up your mind. And it, I think it does make you want to be like more whatever you whatever your creative outlet is. Reading is like a good way to kind of stoke that fire. I think I play my guitar more and like try and write more songs. Yeah. If if I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's my? I made one mistake. Like early on, I was pretty much you know nonfiction only kind of guy. And the mindset was just like, oh, fiction is just a waste of time. Why bother? But that is completely incorrect. So if anybody thinks like that, that's wrong. You can get so much out of these stories. The people that write them aren't just writing a, a goofy story just for the hell of it. There's always some meaning behind it or reason for writing it. You have to realize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You are right, my friend. I'm, I'm such a big believer in it. Like, I really think it could it it has no downsides. Yeah, like I've never regretted reading a book unless it was absolute trash. But you know, if you're reading the classics, they're not going to be trash. That's why they've I been agree. around this long. Um, yeah, it just I don't know. Don't just say oh I'll just watch the movie. It's just it's not the same people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not the same. You will be so disappointed. If you just let yourself just watch the movie. Because <laughs> you know what movie sucks? The Great Gatsby. Oh, you know yeah. what book's actually pretty good? The Great Gatsby. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I haven't read that book, but I watched the movie. And I'm like, this isn't that great. I guarantee the book's better. <laughs> I think. Yeah, just, and it is. It's, it is a. Yeah. And like. a good book. Filling in the gaps with your imagination. You can't do that with a movie. They no. Just, they throw it all up there for you. So it's. Yeah. 
So this token. So we are influenced not only by people, but also books. So, oh, very much so. Yeah. I, I don't think you have to be necessarily influenced by real people. Yeah. Uh, you know. From true. All right. Now, well, Aaron should have been here by now, but he's still not. That's true. We're going to take a 25-minute break. We got (laughs) to. Dang. Like, I don't think we have enough time for that one thing, so I don't want to do that. Yeah. Aaron Aaron specifically requests that we wait for him on some things. If people are wondering why we were concerned about a good in here, we have good topics. Yeah. Uh, We just got to wait for our pal. Our... Our level-headed co-conspirator. Hmm. Let me text him real quick. Are you playing any games, Lee? Uh, not at the moment. I've just been reading. That's good. But, um, That's good. Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably the next game I'll play. Every night I ask Carrie if she wants to play Overcooked with me. The answer is always no. Um, that's why I'll I have to come. When I come back to Lexington, we'll... Uh, Yes, you need to come back. Okay, you did. We did the main story, right? The what? Yeah, we did the we did the entire main story one day. So there's two DLCs. One's like a jungle theme. It's all right, but then there's like a Christmas holiday theme. That one's awesome because you cook your Thanksgiving dinners with flamethrowers. So, oh my, awesome! And you can you know set the kitchen on fire on accident too. So, on accident, I was doing it on purpose. (laughs) So, well, they have, now they've got two, which has online multiplayer, which we'll have to do that at some point. I'm waiting for it to go on sale. I think it's like, it's like 26 bucks and it's a little steep for what the game is in my opinion, but. um, Yeah, that is pretty, that is pretty pricey. Like it's, it's fun. It's like a $15 phone game. That's what I would call it. So I'm waiting for that price down. Mm -hmm. I've never played with four people. That, That must be insane, but. You and I three start everything with just two. Oh yeah, piece of cake, man. We, it's I don't know. Me and Dylan were made for this game. Like we just we coordinated perfectly and we got it done, man. All those orders out the window. It was. I, I don't even remember us having like a ton of trouble. I think uh, we had to we had to play the finale, which is normally like the levels are like three minutes of cooking, but the finale is like ten minutes. And I think we had to redo that one. Oh no, yeah, I, you're right. Just, Harry was getting mad because we oh, had that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like we weren't. She had actually cooked. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't eating it because we were. It's <laughs> the finale. Yeah. yeah that's so, funny. Some people just I don't know. I like that stuff. Carrie doesn't like. She can't handle the pressure. Uh, yeah. Weak. I didn't think I would be able to, but. You just get it done. Um, let's see. I still want to play Monster Hunter World, but my PC can't handle it. And I don't. Are you gonna build a new PC here soon? No, I'll probably upgrade this one. Maybe next year. I've been I've been on the I'm kind of on the hunt, I guess, for new. uh, Not necessarily new parts, I guess, but like I'm starting to think what with me planning on moving here pretty soon um and you know just everything that comes along with that like it's kind of a little bit on the back of my mind because i I set up my student loans to pay uh i've got a 
I'm, I'm a big kid now, I guess. Yeah. Like my student loans will soon be uh, be coming man. coming in. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know, pray for me. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I say definitely never buy a computer. <laughs> it, so, like, I got kind of lazy and I bought one sometime last year, just pre-made. And mm-hmm. it's just, for the price you pay, it's just not worth it. Like, Well, and I think because you can get your stuff, like, <gasps> oh, my God. I wonder if he's here. here. <laughs> yeah. Until it entertained for, like, five seconds. Okay. Well, the reason I don't think that you should buy a PC, like, pre-made is because it... First off, it doesn't really take a whole lot to um, do yourself. Second thing is you will get the parts so much cheaper if you just buy like slightly used. Like my mindset on it is to buy a buy the best parts from like two or three years ago, and you're gonna be in like it's gonna be good enough to play like mine is the best it was the best graphics card in 2011 and i got it in 2014 and i i have two of them now i I can't remember what it's called when you i guess bridge you bridge them together um you do that i was able to play battlefield 3 and battlefield 1 on that with um on like ultra settings with that and and I still play a lot of my games on ultra settings like high end AAA games on ultra settings with that setup so what, and I hear hi I hear awesome. folks hello hello so I, don't know, I guess you just told them to uh build computers I told them yeah I went into why you should build a computer <laughs> instead of buying a pre-made one like you get way more for your money, and it's not hard to do. Like, uh, like that. That yeah, that's what I said too. Ten, ten minute, you know, YouTube video, and you're your master. True. I think the only trick is like, you know, making sure the things match up. But they've got websites that do that for you now. But, exactly. Ooh. All right, so Aaron is here, so we can move on to yes, our topic. Thank God oh. I was feeling space for yeah, so we, long. Yeah, it was. You know, we were getting we were running out of stuff. We talked about McDonald's forever, but. Is it the road or the, the restaurant? The restaurant. Oh. <laughs> I live on McDonald Drive. And there's no McDonald's. No, we were talking about the farm. Always <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the next subject. What is your dream job? Dream jobs? You know, that kind of thing. What are you thinking? I know that Dylan's is working on the railroad. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we'll let Aaron nightmare. That's my that's my nightmare job. <laughs> you live in the. I guess you're technically living the dream. I'm um, living the nightmare. <laughs> living the nightmare. Uh, let's see, for my dream job, uh, animation and voice acting. Sounds exciting. I'm working towards it. I'm very amateur at it right now, but well, I'm not working towards the voice acting. But I can make funny voices. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, his is your 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 drawings are good, man. Thank like, you. You're on your way, kid. 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's something. I guess I hope the journey is as fun as actually being there. But I don't know, everyone that is an animator that if I ever hear them talk about it, like they're always like, Oh, you don't do anything except sit in a room forever and that's it. So yeah. I don't know. At least I don't have to deal with people. It's true. That's true. That's a very good thing. <laughs> So Aaron's actually working towards his dream job. So mm. keep it up, man. Plan uh, yeah, that's cool, dude. Thank you. Dylan, what's your dream job? Ooh, I don't I've actually been thinking about this a lot here lately. Um What are you doing? I th- I really do think I would like to be like a foreign correspondent for a newspaper. Ooh. Interesting. That would be I, I I've wanted to be a journalist since my second year of college and I just never made the jump. I, I was right there about to switch over to do journalism because I wanted to write for a newspaper yeah. and dad convinced me to stick with engineering with the thought process of you could do, you could do one with the other. Um, like he, he thought that I could do journalism still with engineering. Like you don't need a degree to work for a You don't need a journalism degree to work for a newspaper. I mean, it helps get your foot in the door. (laughs) Yeah. But the only problem with his logic, I think was like, I don't really know how to breach the, you know, how do I, how do I get a foot in the door? I guess is the, yeah. Yeah. Is the thought process. Cause I, I think that I, um, I think I would be a good writer. Um, but it's just it's just a matter of doing it, you know. Yeah, it's from like all the like stories about how did I get to where I'm at today from like famous people and stuff. It's just you just have to jump. You just have to jump in. You got to jump off of the deep end and yeah. sink or swim, and you just you have to do it. Uh, yeah. It's but it's so hard to do. You know, nobody want people are very risk averse these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I think that that like I read this thing, which is that's I feel like it's how all my stories start. As I read this mm-hmm. thing or I saw it on Reddit, um, but they um, people don't want to um, like the only way to know if you're going to like something is to actually just go do it. Like, yeah, you you can think in your mind about how much you would like something all you want. But until you actually go do it, you will never know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What about you, time. Leland? <clears throat> Mine's gonna. You guys sound reasonable. Mine's gonna sound silly. Do it. But I want to be a rock star too. It's but, just. <laughs> I, I wanted to until like I had to do it. Like when we were doing it, I was doing it at church like every single week, and it almost became mm-hmm. a job. And it was just like. It's not fun when you have to do it. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like we were being asked to play music that also that yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to play. I'm not going to say that it's music we didn't like, but we were being asked to play music that, like, yeah, <laughs> it's different. We didn't get performing. To pick. We didn't music. get to pick. Yeah, <laughs> so it's different performing someone else's music versus being able to write your own. I'd probably still like that. But um, right. I still when we get the one, when I come back to Lexington, we form the weights up. Uh, I'm ready, man. Wait, you're coming here? Get your ass back here, dude. Yeah, I, be- I believe I'm on my way back here pretty soon. It's it's not nothing settled, but uh, Whoa, cool. It, it could be coming. 
Well, that's new. Uh, you, you'll all be the, you'll be the first to know after I tell other people. Oh, oh <laughs> man! I mean, who else is there? Better not be Evan. You better not tell him first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Ooh, never telling Evan, Evan anything. <laughs> all right, my I'm dream excited. job. <laughs> yes, laying on me. I'll be a race car driver. Like that's that is my dream job. Like I would love to do that. I don't care what type it is, what style it is. I just want to race cars. There you go. Um, and I think I would actually be decent at it just from a uh, I'm sure you gotta learn the skills and to do it but like I don't know people like driving people suck at driving right so people are always almost causing crashes and running yeah. into me and okay. I always have people in the passenger car that like freak out and they're panicking and stuff and like my heart rate does not move at all like I just you know People do stupid shit. I avoid it. We're good. Move on. You know. So I feel like that's kind of, you know, that would help me in the race car world. If you're just constantly heart racing, like, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna do good. But if you're calm, cool, and collective behind the wheel, I mean, I feel like that's a good trait. So ultimate focus. That's that's my true dream job. Everybody laughs when I say that, but I'm serious. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to laugh. I'm just surprised. I just don't think I would have ever guessed that. I mean, <laughs> I remember back in the... I was actually thinking about this driving on New Circle over here. I remember you may or may not one time have sped down New Circle like 100 miles an hour with like a full car. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't think my parents listen to this podcast. <laughs> They would murder me if they found out I had all you kids in there when I was doing that. Now, I will say that was not the best decision now that I'm older and more mature. Especially because you were like four years younger than I am now, and I thought you were in total control of everything. <laughs> and this car was a Saturn, and it was... It was it it was like twelve years old, so like it probably could have just fallen apart at that speed. <laughs> That's it just exploded. Seeds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just falls out of the bottom of it. <laughs> it so just be like the cartoons where it's just us in the air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh shit! But yeah, I really so, like the thought of that of you guys being like. <laughs> you, just, you just keep going still acting like you're sitting down <laughs> yeah like I have thought about like with music like writing, writing stuff or that's the dog again um, uh, or in case also you were do, wondering doing like um, like a, a session musician where you just sit in work with bands that like need a guitar player and you just be like to do that, you have to be able to play all these different styles and just do it on the spot. Like, that'd be cool. But, like, you know, again, all these things take so much work. Now, the race car thing, you have to be born into a race car family or be rich as crap to be able to do it. So it's out, yeah. out of the cards for me. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, I don't know, writing would be cool, too. I don't know if I'm any good at it, though. I'm trying to write stuff here and there, but... I not, not accounting, I must say. Honestly, yeah. Dylan, like, I was going to be an engineer, and I wish I would have. Apparently, they make way more money than accountants, and I was well, like I was under the impression that accountants made money, but I was lied to. <laughs> <laughs> they just look at the money. That's all you guys do. Yeah, it's, it's people that are willing to steal that are accountants that are the... Uh... <laughs> 
Just <laughs> how bad are you? Welcome to the Southeast Platoon. How tough are you? <laughs> That's good. Um, saying what you were saying about uh, the musicians that just like, uh, you know, play with bands and like they got to learn and be adaptive and stuff. I think that would be, especially if it was a band I like, I think that would be the most nerve-wracking thing, one of the most nerve-wracking things ever. Like, like uh, Muse, for instance, I love Nets of Cydonia, and there's that uh, harp uh, concert, but the very first note, or one of the very first notes that the trumpet dude plays in Nets of Cydonia, he fracks it. It's like... It's like the fifth note, I think, that he plays. Like, <laughs> he, like, cracks it real bad, and it's just like, the rest of the time is really good, but, like, I hear that yeah. every time, I just, I wince a little. And if that was me, I would not be able to finish the next But I feel like, what I can tell from, from, like, I've read about and listened to people talk about that actually do this for a living, like, they're so good. Like, the bands that come in are garbage compared to them. And, like... The, the bands that go in to record are just like that guy's freaking amazing <laughs> it's, so I, th- I think it would yeah so you wonder like if they approach things a little bit differently or had different like priorities they'd probably have their own band and be famous as heck yeah they wanted to be right I don't know so, yeah, some like, people hmm. just don't have a face for for music and stuff <laughs> yeah and maybe that's why they don't do it but that yeah. would be cool, um, but yeah. I, I think it, I think some people don't like, um, like to me, what I always liked about it was, and Lee can attest that I was never the best guitar player at all time. I don't know what um, I, <laughs> I, I was just very much like, I, I liked the performing aspect of it. I liked being up on the stage and like, I always thought that really, like, it, it was just very energizing to me was what I liked about it so much. Sure. Um, I never had the technical side of it, but I always thought I had the showmanship side of it. Yeah, and and to be successful, I think you have to have all sides of it. You have to be technical, and you have to be energetic, and like you have to have a stage presence. Yeah, unless you're the bass player. (laughs) Even then, (laughs) stage presence as a bass player, I always just see them like standing around. That's a stage presence. You got to you got to fit the stereotype or break the stereotype. I guess so. Well, I learned a little about music now. Those are our dream jobs, guys. Mm-hmm. Text us. Or not text us. Email us. Don't text no. me, please, okay. God. Don't email either. Um, call Dylan. His number is... Yeah, tell us on Twitter what your dream job is. Um, we know nobody's doing their dream job that we know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, actually, only tell me if you're doing your dream job. I, I don't care what your dream job is. I want to know if you are currently working your dream job. You just, you gotta do it. I'm gonna, like, give people the pep talk, even though I'm gonna take none of this advice. You just gotta <laughs> do it, you know? It's just, yeah. there's life is too short to do a job you hate for, for years on end. Just and for... life is too short to do it for longer than three months, is what I'm finding out. <laughs> So just get do it. Find what you what you want to do, and it's going to be difficult when you start. This is something I try to tell people. Like when you first start, like learning an instrument, you are garbage, but mm-hmm. you will get good. But you have to keep you have to put the time into it. 
like I don't know somebody wants to be a writer and they write something your first thing is not going to be good no matter how much you think it's going to be it's just it's not going to but as you mature and grow your skill you can do that so mm-hmm. it's the best way really is to go all in where it's like if you don't work on this and develop this you will have no money <laughs> versus like yeah for me it's just like yeah i'll work on this on the side and eventually i can switch over to that but that, that never materializes i'm not going to be comfortable giving out that advice to people because some people have like families and stuff like that uh, yeah i mean but <laughs> if you have families it might be a little too late yeah. wait until well, they're all out of the house to feed your children <laughs> is what i just want to make sure Okay. Let me get that out there. That was for the bachelors out there. <laughs> but yes, there you if you have a family, you already missed it. Try again when yeah. you're 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait until your kids grow old. I'm, and then maybe you can follow your dreams. There you go. You still got half a, half a lifetime left. There you go. Maybe. You got, <laughs> maybe. Maybe redos will be available by the time you get that age. Maybe. Okay. I, I would say. Uh, just if you're doing something if you're trying to go at what you're doing and this is just for my own personal feelings if you're trying to do something that you want to do and like it, it's something that doesn't show for like years like nothing comes of it for a while just look back on you, know, you can't do this right away but after a little bit of time even just like a month of practicing your craft like look back on what you've done and just like you'll see the improvements in whatever it is you're doing from what you were doing as long as you've been like consistent about it but that's a really that's good advice because like but it yeah that's a good point I think that's why it's very important to when you are learning to do something to like track what you're doing yeah or have some type of way of knowing uh, or not like knowing um, but like being able to see yourself improve is important most definitely. It was funny going back. I used to record just random things here and there on guitar, and I went back to the old stuff. So, <laughs> so bad. So I, I, I guess I have improved a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Uh, yeah. Anything else on dreams, guys? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm doing that thing you were saying. We kind of like jump into it, like. I'm doing that and like it's nerve wracking, but it's also cool and like I'm not working maintenance anymore, so I like that. It's a good deal, man. Oh yeah, maintenance sucked, dude. I I was so sick of getting just miscellaneous sink goo in my face. Oh my (laughs) god, that job sink goo. (laughs) Soon enough, man. You'll you'll get get all that stuff going, man. One day, comics first. All right, best and worst teachers of your life. <laughs> Dylan, I'll let you go first on this one. All right. Since it kind uh, of Alan ties Hunley. into what you're talking about earlier. Alan Hunley was an uh, excellent teacher that I had who was also uh, very influential in my life. He, uh, I don't know, he just like, he, he was the perfect combination of like what, I guess I needed in the sense of I needed somebody that didn't take stuff too seriously, but also understood the importance of it. I know that seems like an oxymoron, like, but I, I have this problem now as I'm around people that 
take themselves and their job way, way too seriously. Um, and that just makes me think like, it's like, well, I don't want to listen to them because obviously you're not a very good judge. Like <laughs> you have poor judgment of situations, but also, you know, I don't want somebody that just wants to dick off all the time either. Like right. you are teaching people and, and Hunley was like the perfect combination of that him. And I had another guy named Dr. Uh, Craig Scharf. They were both science teachers I had in high school and they were both incredible. I hope they're both doing well. I don't think they listen to this podcast, but if they do, Hello, you guys had a big impact on my life. <laughs> Who had the opposite effect? <laughs> uh, I don't want to bash anybody. I do want to talk about another teacher that didn't necessarily, like, I had this teacher, his name was Dave Everly, and he and I were tight. Um, he, uh, he and I used to go get Papa John's together quite a bit. Um <laughs> like during school we would sneak out and go to dave's car and then go to papa john's and eat and then come back (laughs) he was awesome and i wrote him uh, i wrote him a recommendation for some type of award or like nominated him for some sort of award after he asked me to nominate him for the award and i always always really liked that he just came up and asked me um and like he wasn't the best everyday teacher but he he reminded me a lot of michael scott in the sense that it was like, okay, and bear with me. It, it wasn't like most of the time Michael Scott is a bad boss. And on a day-to-day type uh, thing, Mr. Everly was like kind of just an okay teacher. But he really, really put a lot of effort into trying to make what he was teaching memorable. So I remember one time he had, it was RC day. And all we did was drink RC Cola and watch a movie the entire day in class, like not anything important. He just kept talking about how it was RC day and there was a big banner. And at the end of the day, and he goes, you know why it's RC day? Because when you're talking about matrices, it's rows, then columns. And I have never forgotten that. Holy crap, dude. I have never forgotten that. <laughs> See, those, those are the teachers, man. I've had ones like that, too, that are just... They go the extra mile, man. And it's just... Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Everly, he was the man. Jeez. <laughs> That's so cool. That's a real, like... I, I wouldn't, dude, that was a better twist than I've seen any movies lately. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, none of us saw it coming. <laughs> Take that, Shyamalan. Right? <laughs> yeah. Take notes, M. Night. <laughs> Rose and columns, dude. I've never even met the guy, and he's affected my life now because now I don't yeah, even remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, what was he, he had? Uh, he was also a really good sport. With like, we would constantly just fuck with him and play pranks and stuff, like doing the classic stuff of like turning. Oh, we would turn all the desks around. <laughs> like he would, he would leave. He was real notorious for going to the bathroom during our class. And one time, one time when he did it, we just turned all the desks around and when he came back he just started laughing and then left and we don't know where he went this <laughs> <laughs> is building like the most sick prank against you guys within class got out before it was done yeah like, that's what yeah. it was he uh he was a good spades player and also he didn't have like a rolling desk chair he had a lazy boy that sat at his desk <laughs> wow that's awesome that's dude what he's a good man? dude he's a good dude all right i've talked long enough you guys go ahead all right aaron 
Okay. You um, said, oh, God, when I said good and bad teacher, so I'm guessing you had all good teachers. I had good and bad. <laughs> um, my good teachers, I would say my chemistry teacher, Mr. Lind, he was really cool. I sucked at chemistry. I was really bad, but he would always say to me, like, he, he said this to some other students, too, but he was always usually referring to me. He'd be like, Aaron, you need to study for this test, so when you get older, you don't live in a box. And, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I find that's that is something I've had, like kind of hold on to like it's strangely motivational for me like it, it's nothing special or profound but like you know it was what it was and he was also one of the few people not just teachers but people at that school once I moved away from here um, who I liked that it was a pretty bad place so he was cool and he also taught me the most scientific way to mix anything which is not circular but you go like almost checkerboard pattern across like I don't know I can't explain it yeah you go left to right and then up to down going back and forth not in circles wow yeah so there's some science for you um as far as bad teachers go I have had a few but there are two on my list that I just oh there was coach Hayden science teacher he despised if you weren't on the football team he didn't like you, and he'd pick me and this dude Bud out, and he would just, like, rip us apart for no reason. We were good students in the class, so, like, we didn't act up, and we did our work, and uh, pull a prank on him, which was fun. But then uh, my other teacher was Miss Wheatfelt, and she was even worse. Uh, me and my one friend were real bad at math, and we would sit and work together because, for whatever reason, we could help ourselves better than anything else, but, like we would get stuck sometimes and go talk to her and she was a coach of the field hockey team and once that girl quit the field hockey team she stopped giving us any help at all and she was extremely rude to us and told us that we were not trying hard enough and then uh almost failed that class but the thankfully the uh, office lady she knew that miss we felt was sucky and uh yeah and i actually this is the little petty side of me come out, but I, I did get to say a couple words after high school to her, which was very gratifying. Maybe not the nicest thing to do, but it was very gratifying. So there's that. That wasn't anything super rude, I don't think, but <laughs> so there you go. Hmm. Math, math and science. That my problem is I had so many damn teachers because we moved all the time that yeah. <laughs> Again, I just got bits and pieces from all these teachers. The one like that I remember the most, I think I mentioned on some other episode, his name was Mr. Campbell. He asked that we call him Captain Campbell. <laughs> um, he would walk around the halls with this giant pointer stick and like point in students and yell at them and sometimes hit them with it. <laughs> uh, like And walk around like he was the boss with that thing. Um, one time during class, we were going through some slides um, it, it was a statistics class and like there was like a formula up there and he took it down and then he put a, another slide up and he said now this is a shadow bolt this is the primary spell for the warlock in World <laughs> War you know he's a huge nerd too so he would do this he would play chess with the kids and he would always smoke them but he would let them play anyway I remember this one time uh, a kid was out in the hall and he wasn't supposed to be and he came into the class and he said Kevin Campbell you gotta hide me so he put him in like the teacher's closet and then locked the door and then he left him in there for the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the class but 
So, but also, you know, he made sure that we learned the stuff that, um, you know, we had to. I think that's the, the good part is you got to find the teachers that can have fun. They can make the subject fun. And they actually still care if you learn. Because yeah. there are teachers that just goof off and then... Like, I had a, a professor in college that would just sit and spew and talk about, like, life lessons and all this stuff in a business law class. Didn't learn anything about business law and barely passed that class because he didn't teach anything, right? So some teachers, they just don't, they don't, they just go off and that's not good either. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's funny how things stick with you forever. Yeah. <laughs> like... I was, I still know the quadratic formula because the teacher that taught us that in algebra taught us a song to sing it to the tune of uh, Pop Goes the Weasel. Really? So oh. it's stuck in my head forever. I'll never forget Our, it. Ours is the, they taught it to me with the Flintstones <laughs> uh, <laughs> themes. Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC. All of that over two a is the quadratic formula. <laughs> Jeez, that was beautiful, Dylan. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have Jeez. to sing mine now. I forgot. You do. I want to hear it. All right. I'm glad I didn't learn. It's so funny because I'm like, that sounds terrible, Dylan. That's the worst way to remember it. But mine's probably gonna sound like <laughs> you guys. So x equals negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared minus 4ac all over 2a. That was ours. That's <laughs> the one that I was taught. Head. That's the one that I was taught. <laughs> now that you say it, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't pay attention to class. So. Jeez. I'm glad I didn't because I don't have these songs stuck in my head like you two. <laughs> I'm holding up as brain space right there, baby. You just saw brain cells. Um... I had another teacher who didn't like me, but I really liked him. It was uh, his name. Hell, what was his name? Uh, Hanson was his last name, but I can't for the life of me remember his first name. Um, anyway, he taught music appreciation, and he taught it right when I was getting into playing guitar. And so I had just started and wanted to like know more just about music in general. And so I took this class as an elective. It was also a, um, you could get college credit for it as well. And so it was like a little bit of a, you know, like a, a double whammy. I, I was going to get a college credit and also learn more about music. Uh, and everybody in the class, but me was in band and like already knew music. And this class was all, of course, music appreciation. It was all about, you know, different types of classical music and on all that stuff. And it was, uh, it was good. Like now I, I really appreciate, I really do appreciate it now, but, uh, back then I did not, uh, I wanted to learn about guitar stuff and the only guitar stuff I ever learned about was Robert Johnson and him selling himself sold to the devil. instead of just practicing the guitar. Um, but he, uh, in this class, we had to do a report about a song longer than, um, was longer than like seven minutes was what it was and basically it was a way to try and weed people out from doing pop music because he couldn't yeah. really just say oh you're not allowed to do pop music um well it turns out that manford man and the earth band's rendition of blinded by the light is longer than whatever his thing was <laughs> and that's what i did that's what i did my report on 
and uh, he got he failed me. He failed me for that. Like he did not give me a good grade what? on that report. Do you think it was um, a good report, Thomas? Yeah, I actually thought it was a good report because wow. I talked about the different musical elements in it. It's got a lot to <laughs> that song has a lot to it. If you didn't know, um, and I talked about you know the lyricism and and the instrumentation and like actually talked about the stuff from class. But I, I definitely knew that he did not want me using Man for Man and the Earth's Bands, <laughs> Blinded by the Light. You just, you'd be like, I was trying to teach you to appreciate some music, so, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, classic question. You know, like, I had never had any interest, really, up until, like, I think it was when I was, like, 20 or something, music-wise. But I remembered everything from all of my music classes. For some reason, like no values and how rhythm worked and um, like the keys on the keyboard, what do they represent, all that stuff. So I guess I had a good teacher for that. If you remember all that, then definitely. I mean, music is some crazy shit. Like I, like I was in marching band and I don't remember like all that stuff. I remember some notes and some scales, but not all that. I also remember teachers that tried to get us to, to memorize something. It oh. failed miserably because I remember them trying and I don't remember it. There was one that tried to teach us a song about memorizing all of the Civil War battles. I can't remember a single one. Like, order. This is like, the Alamo. At least remember that. <laughs> and then another one was like, we spent in science, we learned about moles and chemistry. And we had to make moles, like stuffed moles and stuff. What? But in, I don't remember how much a mole is worth though, but it had something to do with it. Well, obviously, she didn't, he or she didn't do a good job teaching that lesson. No, nope, they tried. <laughs> they tried. One of, the, one of the best things in school that I remember of like a creative way of teaching was in my U.S. history class. Now, granted, this was an elective, so like you could have a little bit more fun with electives in high school than you could like a core class. Uh, but this teacher who would actually be my mother-in-law now, but she passed away. Mm. Um, well, not my mother-in-law, my brother's mother-in-law. Oh. Anyway, um, we, it was the trial, the trial of John Brown, the uh, abolitionist who tried to create a slave rebellion. Yeah. Um, and we all had to be parts like in the thing. I was the judge. I, and I got to wear a powdered wig and a big robe I and I sat in the seat and had a gavel and everything like that. And, like, she didn't tell us, like, oh, we didn't have, like, a script of, like, this is what we were going to say. The prosecution had to, like, create a case for against John Brown. And the defense had to, like, actually try to protect him. And then, like, there were, I think there was only, like, two members of the jury and me, like, Jeez. had to come to a decision based on the law. Um, it was awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's good when you get to get involved like that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. like. I always had good chemistry teachers, and we got to do fun experiments, not just volcano, you know. Yeah. We had one that almost lit a ceiling on fire, putting potassium <laughs> in water. That was fun. But oh, we did one where we turned pennies gold. Oh. It's not actual gold. Well, yeah, I can't remember. Cool. I don't remember anything about <laughs> Alchemy. Like, but it, it was awesome, you know. We took our pennies, we cleaned them off, we did some sort of chemistry magic on it and then it turned silver and then as soon as we put it in the flame it turned gold ah like, oh, that's cool and i still have it somewhere but you know you gotta do the fun stuff oh yeah mm -hmm. i remember so that chemistry teacher i talked about before mr lind 
So there's two chemistry teachers at that school. There's Mr. Lind and Mr. Fun. And Mr. Fun was not fun. He, like, Mr. Lind was way more lax and stuff. And I don't think we really messed too much with the book. But then second semester, I got switched to Mr. Fun. And since I wasn't in there before, he gave me this packet to do, like, over a week that everyone else had the whole Christmas break to do. And this was, like, packet of, like, it was, like, 20 pages. And it was all on book stuff. And as soon as I was done with that class, I went to the office. I was like, get me out of here. Put me back with Lind. I am not, I'm, I'm going to be lost and drown in this class. So they did. And I never had to get that scared of a chemistry teacher again. So uh. I, ooh, I did have one teacher, though. He was creepy as hell. He had a creepy little smile. He was always touching the girl's shoulders and standing uh. like behind them and stuff. And the nail in the coffin is his last name was Tinker. So he was. That just sounds rapey. Yeah, right. That, he was. We're, there was some. I don't remember now. Maybe it was just like, you know, us being high schoolers and having like, you know, just like letting our imaginations do their thing. But like, I think there was like some some talk about him being like actual creeper. Mm. Like no one was really like for sure on it. But there, it's high school. But, you know, there's talk about it. And we could all definitely see that happening. I think we all have had teachers like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had one. I had one who actually got caught. He got arrested. Oh, good. Good. Golly, man. Those types of people, man. Fuck. I like them. I don't like them. All right, we've been going on for a long time. Teachers. (laughs) Teachers. We're at 1.30, and that was the, the big big stuff we can play that audio clip if you want i'm down i have no idea what this audio clip is or if are you still good to go dylan or are you are you tired i'm still good yeah i'm still good all right we'll play this clip this is um this is our serious talk for the night we saved it for the end because um we wanted to give you guys some fun stuff but this is this made the news it's uh, our president Donald Trump and uh, CNN reporter Jim Acosta going at it. We're gonna listen to it and then we're gonna laugh about how stupid it is and then we're gonna have a serious talk about some stuff. But here it is. Enjoy. Uh, in, in the midterms, that here, this, here we go. That well, if you let's don't go, mind, Mr. President, come on. that this caravan was an invasion, as you know, Mr. President. I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, caravan was not an invasion. It's a it's a, a group of migrants moving up. From Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me. And why, why did you why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants in not this election no, to try I to want keep them? I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process, and I want people to come in, and we need the people. You your campaign. Wait, your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of you know miles what? away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, you know what? Away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings would be ask, much better. Let me ask, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question. Mr. President, if I may, I, well, that's I was going to ask one other. The other folks That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. President, that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other question, if I may ask, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that... 
that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter, go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts his Well, I'm not like a big fan of, of yours either, so, I understand. You know, to be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question if I can. You repeatedly you said- aren't, You aren't the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly, over the course okay, of- Okay, just sit down, please. Well, when you, when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Mr. President, over the course, over the course of the last several days of the campaign, sir, Sir, at the end of the campaign, you repeatedly said that Americans need to fear Democrats. You said it would unleash a wave of violent crime that endangers families everywhere. Why are you because pitting very Americans? Weak on crime. Why Excuse are you me. pitting? Why Excuse are you pitting me. Americans Peter. against one another, sir? Peter, are you trying to be him? No, Peter, I'm just asking just, the question. Let me just tell you, very simple. Because they're very weak on crime. Go ahead, take the. Okay, so that's the clip. You know, things get a little heated there between. I feel like these two just, I, they just need to kiss some makeup, man. But that is, if I played that for you, like, let's say five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, would that sound like a presidential press conference? No. <laughs> no, it's just two people trying to interrupt one another, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It. That's that just pisses me off there's nothing for me to laugh at really like it's just we gotta like whatever whatever your president's you know your leader of your country is doing like even even your boss at your job even if they feel like that they should put forth the effort to not be maybe they can like let it known but like you know don't be such a cock about it but like I don't know. At the same time, I feel like Trump blatantly just like just lies, and just says things, and just kind of like you know contradicts himself and just says whatever just because he thinks that like it might eventually come around and be. Good. I don't think he necessarily means this or doesn't. I don't know if he does or not. I think he's just being Trump, and I think it's absolutely stupid that the leader of CNN and then a leader of our country can sit there and act, especially leader of our country can sit there and act like that. Like it's ridiculous. And you got people sitting there laughing at it too. Like, like at the place laughing at it. I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's part of the problem is he freaking feeds off, uh, this stuff. Like he is what, in his fifties or is he in his sixties? He's the president of the United States and he's acting like a guy arguing with his little brother. Yeah. It's, Come on. But yeah, I think that's part of the problem is the people that he gets cheers and it excites them. Yeah. So he's always going to do it. And I think that's kind of how he got where he's at in the first place was like during the primaries, he just decided to like try and roast people instead of actually debate topics. And the American people enjoyed that. So that's, you know, I, I blame, I think everybody's to blame at this point. Yeah. 
But somebody at some point has to be the bigger man or woman. I'm just like, I'm so tired of talking about him. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, man. Like, I don't know. People like to like compare him to Hitler, but like, shit, at least Hitler was like able to speak. And like, I guess he's doing that too, actually. No, he's looking like a cop while he's doing it. But like, I don't know if people thought Hitler looked like one when he was speaking, but... I guess that's my point. Hitler maybe didn't look like such a piece of shit when he was talking. And Trump is like just looking like a little baby. And I know that probably actually sounded like I'm a white supremacist Hitler supporter. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I just felt like my thing about Trump at this point is like he's just all fucking talk nonstop. Yeah. And that's what like, I mean. My bad. No, no, no. It, the, I'm just going to finish up by saying, like, he's he's just, I don't know. He's all bark, man. Like, he's re- he really is all bark. What has he done other than get a tax cut that Republicans have been planning for years? I don't know what you ask him. Like, he, he just stirs a pot without <laughs> ever doing anything. It's like it's it's still on the, he's like, it's like he's still on the fucking Apprentice. Like, it's like a reality TV show running the country. I mean, I kind of think he is doing that, though. Like, I mean, if you look at how he's been acting and talking, like, that's part of the reason I don't really think he necessarily believes everything that he says is because he knows that you just got to get people, like, listening and get some stuff bubbling up so people get interested. Maybe. That's what I think. I mean, I'm I'm very uninformed about this stuff, but that's what it seems like to me. I don't know. I still can't, I just can't quite exactly figure him out. Like, it's just, I don't know. Who knows, dude? And I'm scared that, like, more people who shouldn't, like, I personally don't think he should be a politician just because he was in show business before, not politics. And I know, like, we hear that, like, The Rock wants to run and that Kanye might want to run. And the way Kanye has been acting, it seems like he might want to try soon. <laughs> and it's just, like, like if, if we start getting just election after election, we just start getting, uh, uh, like, celebrities in office, the only thing left that we need to complete in this country is Gatorade for our plants. And then we will be idiocracy, <laughs> and then that's that. Like... <laughs> We're getting really we're, close. We're on our way there, man. Yeah. Yup. I think, you know, the real answer is everybody needs to stop talking about him. Like, just let him do his thing on Twitter. And just ignore him. And the, the, the news has to do it, too. That's the problem. Yeah, and so do his... That's his... not going to happen. Like, we can just go ahead and end that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. He's so making people... everybody too much money. So people, if people turn off the news, man, just they're not going just, to. Well, then we're lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're no, we're 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 pooched until twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, that's honestly. Then I blame the people, man. Yes, yeah, you should. I blame both. I mean, because dude, the people are just so quick to just like we are just so quick to just jump on anything and like get mad at something and like. We don't really think what we just get mad at one thing and then something else happens, we get mad at that. But, like, so it is our fault for not really, like, opening our eyes and maybe, like, not trying hard enough to get other people to, like, open theirs or whatever. But, like, at the same time, 
you know, the people who run this country damn well know how to control that kind of, like, behavior, make everyone, you know, not everyone, everyone, but, you know, make the majority of people, like, you know, get on one page on something or get on two pages against each other on something is what I see at least. Because there's always... My... No, you can... I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I've been... I was done and then I had one afterthought that I just now forgot, so... Okay, so well, sorry I cut you off on your afterthought. <laughs> my my thing is like I'm I'm losing, I, I'm starting to really lose faith in the system just because it's been three major presidencies in my lifetime. I don't really remember the Clinton presidency, and nobody has passed any sort of an infrastructure bill that would create jobs like good, high paying jobs, and also be it's it's a bipartisan issue that everybody wants. And they all campaign on it, and then nobody ever does anything about it. And so it's either impossible to do or everybody's a liar. And either situation it, it doesn't offer offer me a lot of hope at the federal level. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was um, – like I was – I'm more conservative than, like, than you, Dylan. And I don't know where you're at, Aaron, but like – you know, I was, I thought the tax cut was a good thing. I'm like, okay, cool. That's whatever. But then next on my list was infrastructure. And I, there was a little bit of talk about it. And I haven't heard anything since. It's just people bitching about shit now. So nobody's, I don't know. And I, I feel like if, like, the Republicans put forth some sort of bill for that, that if Trump just said anything like you know, this is my bill, this was my idea, the Democrats would just vote it down anyway, just despite him. Yeah. I think that's... People hate... People hate Trump, like, on a personal level. Yeah. And it's messing things up. Yeah, anything... like Yeah, you know, like you're saying, even if he did do something that was, like, 100%, you know, good, there would be a, people just that he's Trump. Vote it down, that's stupid. Which I think is also another big issue in this country, is, but I don't know. I think the couple mistakes is like the right needs to call him out when he does stupid shit every single time, and then I think uh, the media needs to take a chill pill. Like they blow everything out of proportion. Like in my opinion, like it's just oh, yeah. like no. It's like I know you don't like him, and he does say stupid things, but. Just no on some of the things, but I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> this is uh, after Trump, it's either going to be, okay, we've realized as a people we messed up. Let's correct this. Or it's going to go the complete wrong direction. Everybody's going to double down on their insanity and then everything just collapses. So I think when that happens, that's what, that's when I'm leaving. That's, that's when I'm, I'm jumping ship. Yeah, I'll be I'll be an expat and be proud of it. Like if it if it gets crazier than it is already, I've actually had thoughts of like, where would I where would I move to? <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm going back to Europe. I'd want to move, but like I couldn't leave my family. I'd rather just Take stay and witness. You, you know, what if I couldn't? I don't got that money. <laughs> I don't know where the hell to go. I don't know where to go. I don't want to go to Canada really. Too close. I don't want to go to Europe. What about, how's Spain doing? I don't want to go to Spain either. I could do Spain. How's Morocco doing? I could do that. I want an island. That's what, I want to go on an island away from all the countries. How about Australia? That's a big island. I want to go away from everyone. I want to go on a 
on an island with enough animals and coconuts and shit that I can live and I can make a cool little hut and maybe make a Wi-Fi antenna out of a stick. What about, what about Iceland? See, but if I did Iceland, I would have to have like a summer home. Well, Iceland, in like, it's not horrible. Like, I mean, it does get colder, but it's not Greenland. True. True. I went to Iceland. It was very cold. I was there in July and it was 41 degrees. Oh, God. Okay, cancel that. That sucks. Maybe Scotland. I'm feeling Scotland. Scotland. So that's where oh, I'll no, be. Oh, no, excuse me. I was there in June. Still, it was yeah. definitely 41 degrees. Oh, God. Don't okay. kiss the Blarney Stone. Okay? <laughs> Words of wisdom. My aunt said they pee on it over there because they didn't kiss it. <laughs> yeah, good for them. All right, so I know Dylan's. Let's not make this discussion about Trump because that's no. We've we've said our part. So, um, what about so journalism as a whole? I guess what what role does it play in society? Um, like in your mind, outside of the scope of what's going on. I mean, I think it's supposed to report the truth. Yeah. Um. And it's supposed to be out like bipartisan. The, the the truth does not have a political party. Right. And the truth doesn't have any sort of end in mind. It, it it's it's not a means to an end, it is the end. So in a perfect world, if you are a journalist, you report the truth and that's it. Um now that that's not saying that like news stations don't have opinion pieces that, but like, I think they have to be separated and they're not anymore. No, they are not. I would say that it's more, not necessarily the truth, but I think it would be more the facts. Like you, you put the facts out there. Cause I feel like, you know, the truth people might kind of like try to insert their own truth. If you think down those lines, if that makes any sense, like kind of like skew the facts a bit. I think just presenting the facts as they are, which I guess is, I don't know, I, I, I can't really, I'm having a hard time kind of like organizing my thoughts on what I'm trying to say here, but I don't know. I think it's just about the objective facts is what it would be. Cause I, I feel yeah. like journalists are doing fine. Like that's not the issue there. It, like you say, it's, it's more like the news stations taking what they have. It's a networks, man. Taking what they have and then presenting it in a way that looks a certain way, has a certain look that they want. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where the, the problem is. And also, like, the second biggest issue that I've seen lately, well, maybe past, past couple of years, is just you're in competition with these other networks. So you're more likely to jump on a story before all the facts are confirmed just so that you're ahead is it's better to you know put out the story and if you're right you got it right and if you're wrong then you just say you're sorry you know and mm-hmm. it's that muddies the water big time well and i'll just go back listen the the name of this podcast might as well be dylan thinks money is the root of all evil because that's what i'm going to go back to as well just like you said journalists go out and like investigative journalists do what they're supposed to do i think uh but then when it goes back to these networks it's how can we spend this to make money 
And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense for, I don't know. I, I read the New York times is where I get my news from, but you know, let's say you get it from Fox news. Fox news has got 50% of the demographic. If you think that half the country is Republicans and half is Democrats, then MSNBC or CNN or whatever has got 50% and Fox has got 50%. That's the most part of the market share that you can get given that there's two parties. So like it makes sense for them to only report things that Democrats would like and only report things that Republicans would like. Yeah. Now the truth is a poor man's business. Our, uh, our last episode was named "Money is the Root of Most Evil." So yeah, <laughs> it was like money and lust. That's right. Name, name this one that too. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll put the Dylan in front of it. Uh, Part two. But yeah, it is. It is Dylan hasn't stopped talking about it. <laughs> it's money, man. It's so hard to find um, good, like news sources. It is. That's difficult. Yeah. Like, which, like, honestly, I don't like this. This might be like an, I don't know if it's an ignorant way of thought or not, but like, the fact that like, it is so hard to like, you have to search so hard just to find what you think is like truthful like man there's so many other things i would rather spend my time doing than trying to find a nugget that might not even be the truth and actually like let me let me back up a little bit it's they're all reporting the facts if you actually read the article throw away any extra stuff thrown in by the editor you just read the stuff it's all there, and it all says the same thing. It's just the wording and everything else they throw in and the headline that just spins it how they want. So yeah, if you read things ignoring that, then you'll get you'll get the news. So, but it is nice to have a place that's not so obviously trying to do it. Yeah, I'm just a believer that you can't do cable television. No, I definitely can't. And don't do internet news. You need to get a paper news <laughs> subscription. <laughs> and wait for it every morning. Yeah. I don't know, and, I and then the, read it, read it once, and then forget about it. Don't look at it again until the next one comes. But I'd say even then, still reserve like some doubt because like you're still, you know, you're still not there. You're still disconnected from the thing. Like no matter what it is, I think you should always have a pocket of doubt in your mind, except Scientology. But that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, it, even with the like the paper, depending on where you live, it's going to determine kind of the spin you're going to get. So and. there was a thing that I saw, but again, you know, I saw this on the internet, so I don't even know how true it is. But there was um, two counties, I think, in the same state, and uh, one like one was very left wing and one was very right wing, and there was like. The same picture of Trump, and um, it was like the same story, but they were both drastically different as far as how they were presented. And it's like, that just further, in my mind, that just furthers the divide between Republicans and Democrats. I, I, I absolutely hate that that mindset, Republican and Democrat. I think we need to drop that if we want to actually get anywhere. But that's just, that's very, that's also pretty radical thought. For me, it's like if I if I read the headline and it reads in a way that's telling me what I should think, 
Then it's a turnoff, and then I'm just like. I think Reuters was my my place for a while. Dylan, what are you doing? Cracking the horns. He's crumpling up money to throw into the fire. <laughs> but yeah, Reuters was mine for the longest time, but even then I still I'm seeing endless just like they just it's just like one or two words, or even like the picture with the story, like whoever they're talking about, they'll make them have like an angry face yeah. picture versus a happy face. So it's like as soon as I see that, I'm out. For that yeah. reason, I'm out. Yeah. So that's, that's very blatant, like hard string pulling. Like, dude, the, the perfect example with that is like when that stuff started surfacing about uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I remember, like, my entire life, I see a picture of Bill Cosby. He's got a sweater on, he's got a nice smile, and all this stuff, and he's little, everything. But then I remember I was just at the grocery store one day, right when this was all going down, and there's a picture of Bill Cosby. I don't remember what the title was, but man, this picture was one of the most unflattering pictures I've seen <laughs> of anyone, period. Like, I don't know what his teeth are like, but it looked like he was missing his front two, and there was just, like, fangs on the side, and he had, like, his mouth halfway open, and his tongue was kind of sticking out, and, like, oh, man. oh my lord, it's just like, jeez, hmm. it's so stupid. And, oh, that's a whole other thing, never mind. So, Dylan, you read New York Times. You find that to be a good good source of accurate information, right? That's, that's what yeah. you're, you used to be BBC, from what I remember. I used to be BBC, uh, and then BBC. The only problem I had with BBC was that it got very... Um, got very ad-ridden. I don't know who started oh. like going. It, it got very like ad-ridden and clickbaity, yeah. almost. Like I was never the top stories of the day. I started noticing were never things that I cared about, and I was like, you would think the top stories would be like the most pressing events, right? Yeah. Um, and they weren't anymore. It was always stuff about like people's pets, and it started to turn <laughs> into like a BuzzFeed. Oh God. Well, that's what's making um, the money, man. <laughs> but I, I, I like to read the New York Times, and how I like to do it is I, my internet page, I, I would get a paper subscription, but I move around so much these days that I couldn't get it reliably delivered. But I have my thing set to, there's a setting actually on their website where you get it in the view of a paper. Yeah. Um, and so I just go through. And I look at the headlines that I like and read them. And I mean, the New York Times, like, it's investigative journalism, but it has a, it has a liberal tint to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I have found that the, just like you said, Lee, the actual articles, the news, quotation marks, uh, is very non-opinionated. It's very much reporting of the facts as they have them at the time of publication. Yeah. And then the opinion, if you want to go to the opinion pages, right. you you can get as much self-affirming liberal propaganda as you want, just like you can if you go read the Wall Street Journal as a conservative. Hey, that's that's what I'm reading right now. And like mm-hmm. going going to the main front page of the news, I have no way like I know coming when I first started reading it, people had said it's like, you know, conservative leaning. I'm like, okay, well, but like, I can't tell that on the front page. I really can't. That's exactly, that's exactly my point is I'm a believer that people should only get their news from, I mean, not necessarily those two sources, but sources modeled effort after those two, because they are, one is left leaning and one is right leaning, but they are both good newspapers. Yeah. I might read both of them. 
That might be there you go. Idea. Read them both. And then your brother Max was texting me, and he's like, "No, you got to read the Economist. That's his uh, newspaper of choice." That makes sense. That makes so. sense. Could see him getting into that. But if people, the problem is, it's Wall Street Journal. Like I have like a cheap like trial thing. It's like twelve bucks a month, but it's it's forty bucks a month. It's a little steep. If they can find a way to kind of bring that down a bit, I think they can attract more younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would just kill the networks. But again, it's, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. You're not going to be able to kill the networks while it, it's, it just sits idly playing yeah. in every, like, yeah. That's <laughs> every <point>. restaurant and <laughs> yeah. all night Denny's. It just always has it on CNN. You're never going to be able to kill it that way. <laughs> Well, Y2K might come around again. Never know. Yeah, Y2K18 or whatever. Y2K20. Every time you go to a restaurant. Yeah, there we go. Can we we turn on SpongeBob, you think? I don't want to watch this. (laughs) Welcome to the Salty Spittoon. How tough are you? (laughs) You a double-blowing bubble baby. Is that... That's... That sounds like that was like Bernie Sanders doing it when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the salty spittoon. How tough are you? The Bernie Sanders under the sea edition. Yeah. Land right, this so, plane, lay up sleepy. Well, all right, we're going to land this plane. We always end up at almost exactly two hours. The last thing mm-hmm. I wanted to mention was tomorrow, Aaron, there's a new Muse album. extremely stoked every song i've heard on that album so far is super dope i hope i can find it in a cd and i and that song has terry cruz in the music video so it's pretty cool i haven't watched the music video (laughs) Uh, dude we gotta watch that before all right so good all right but yeah that's the show let's see if i can time the outro correctly because it kind of fades in and then you just say goodbye peace out guys adios amigos bye everybody This show was brought to you by the Do You Believe Podcast Network. Visit www.doyoubelievepodcast.com for links to all episodes and social media platforms. If you have a request, email us at request at doyoubelievepodcast.com.